day we're low energy. Yeah. I am excited to be here to talk about, I feel like everything that we've been talking about for months. This is a universe that we've built. It's all connected. Each episode, <laughs> there are Easter eggs. <laughs> We're building a larger story. If you go back through each one of our episodes and find the hidden Easter eggs to this episode, you will just pause it right now. Go spend some time, stream all of our episodes again, listen closely, and you'll hear um, the secret to who gave me chlamydia. Me. <laughs> that was the answer. You should have paused. And now if you're back, the answer's early in. Um, anyway, there's, we've talked about, we've built sort of a um, database at this point, right? Of books mm-hmm. we've read, books we've talked about extensively. So now we sort of have, whereas in the beginning, it was really just me and you reading maybe one or two of the books. <laughs> But, like, all of my references didn't land. Right. Now we're starting to build a database of books that we can reference in other episodes. Um, so today we're going to talk about some of those books that have some news surrounding them. Yeah, the GBF metaverse, multi- multiverse, mm-hmm. um, has grown so much. Like, who would we be without... We couldn't have done this without this the whole podcast, without reading this book real life we couldn't have and i feel like it taught us so much because we maybe i would have been in grad school right now and not had the time to sit here on a saturday morning and do this there's a lot of prequel news yeah there really is prequel news for books that we were very vocal about not liking (laughs) and i want to know what is the point of making a prequel like it's almost like sequels have become too corny so it's just like more interesting to well i think the problem is like a lot of these books just like end in a place that's okay with it being ended in and i guess a prequel has all those like unresolved issues that the book starts off with, you know what I mean? Like the mm-hmm. origin of these issues or trauma or whatever. Anyway, which one should we talk about first? Um, I think our least favorite book of all time. <laughs> Me sitting here trying to weigh the apples. <laughs> like, I think we both dislike both of these books a lot. The oh. author of the book I'm thinking of, I think he now he makes NFTs. Oh. And basically it's just writing the same book twice. Because he knows it'll make him money. And the first book was literally so unenjoyable. Okay. So we're going to be talking about They Both Die at the End by Adam Silvera. <laughs> Adam Silvera. They have, uh, first of all, They Both Die at the End got picked up for adaptation. I forgot right. who, let me look it up actually. Do you think there will ever again be like a popular young adult novel that's gay that won't be turned into a show or a movie? Yeah. Well, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Because at this point, I feel like it's like they're not even trying to find the special ones anymore. It's just everyone gets a fucking anything that ticket has to Hollywood words, you know, buzzwords. Yeah, I need Simon Cowell to like shoot them down. I need Piers Morgan and his little bit of homophobia sometimes. I do because this book shouldn't have anything. It actually makes me quite angry because I want to write a book that's better than it, and I want to make more money than him because his book is so bad. Okay, so this is interesting. Bridgerton creator Chris Van Dusen has signed to co-write and executive produce one TV series adaptation of They Both Die. For Netflix. It says one TV. One's TV. (laughs) One's TV? Is this in like Britain? I don't know. It sounds like a BBC thing, but I don't know why they would do that. I mean, the the book is American. Doesn't it take place in New York? 
Yeah. Because I just don't know why. I just need more challenging gay literature for children. And there are. Yeah, but not on my television. That's true. Not on my streaming Okay, services. so the prequel. Mm-hmm. So what we're saying is we're not excited about this adaptation. I think if they change it up a lot and make it more concise... It might be interesting. But it essentially seems like the same story. It's just two boys. Well, no, I'm talking about the adaptation right now. Oh, well, in what ways would they change it up? Because if anything... Well, here's the thing. A series doesn't make sense to me. Well, do you remember that show, The End of the Fucking World? Yes. Okay. That worked, though. It worked because it has an ending where, like, you know they're gonna, like, go to jail or something. Like, you know it's gonna end poorly for them. But you're excited about the adventure. And also, like, one of them's, like, a sociopath. So there's that hanging over the entire series. And it's a cute indie little British road trip of disaster. Mm -hmm. You could apply those same facets of storytelling points to a story like they both die at the end. But that story doesn't have them. Like, it doesn't have that scene. It has a dead bird on the sidewalk. They see twice. (laughs) Yeah. That is the metaphor for nothing other than that. They're both going to die because you know they are. And I feel like... If this book was titled anything else, it wouldn't have survived. No. In the the, the, the industry or whatever. And I want to see, you know, books not like that get picked up and turned into things. And I think the prequel, the most insane part is that he's writing the same book again. And he, like, admitted it. There's, like, a TikTok comment where he's like, if the straights can write the same book over and over again, so can I. But it's like, why would you want to? It's almost like this excuse of, like, like when men do things that are, like, bad and then women will be like, well, I did it, is it but, like, like, I'm a woman doing it. Yeah. <laughs> so not... it's feminism because I'm also doing this horrible controversial thing, but, like, women... Should we not strive to be better? Yeah. <laughs> well, exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, if you want to make shitty gay popular shit, then do that. But there's... I don't know. Anyway, so the book is going to be called The First to Die at the End. <laughs> <laughs> so now it's about who dies first but it's like we don't care I didn't even care about the fact that both of them were dying at the end the last time for the entire novel um, and the characters have two like annoying names or something okay, do you want me to read it? yeah I read the whole book anyway um, <laughs> it's the night before Deathcast goes live so this is the first ever calls I think that's like the origin of Deathcast which is uh, interesting because they don't go into that much in the book they, they don't they which don't was one of my about... biggest problems with it yeah and there's one question in everyone's mind. Can Deathcast actually predict when someone will die? Or is it just an elaborate hoax? Which I do think there's a little more interesting... It's a little more interesting of a concept of mm-hmm. like... We're getting these calls, but we don't know if they're real or not. Because by they both die at the end, everyone's like freaked out. Because it's of course it's real. Yeah. Orion Pagan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Orion Pagan has waited years for someone to tell him that he's going to die. He has a serious heart condition and he signed up for death cash just so he can know what's coming. Okay. Valentino Prince. (laughs) I I swear, I just, I thought, see, I was making up names, but my names were better. Okay, continue. Is restarting his life in New York. He has a long and promising future ahead and only registered for death cash after his twin sister nearly died in a car accident. (laughs) 
Fabio Tiara has moved <laughs> to New York City. Like, shut up. I just That's the other thing that we didn't like about They Both Die at the End is like the unnecessary tragic backstory for no reason. <laughs> He's like, I am a foster kid because last year my <laughs> entire family was thrown off a bridge in our moving car into the East River and I watched them all die. And you're just like, oh, well, I met you three hours ago. So like, the in book this just one... Started. Orion has a heart condition and he's waiting to die. Valentino <laughs> has a twin sister who almost died. Um, oh, she didn't die. No. All right. You know. Orion and Valentino cross paths in Times Square <laughs> and immediately feel a deep connection. Honestly, when the like... first round of end aid calls goes out, their lives are changed forever. One of them receives a call, call and the other doesn't. The calls come at stagger times. Though neither boy is certain how the day will end, they know they want to spend it together, even that means their goodbye will be heartbreaking. Told with acclaimed author Adam Silvera's signature bittersweet touch. <laughs> this story celebrates the lasting impact that people have on each other and it proves that life is always worth living to the fullest. I'm going to predict that Valentino gets the call and Orion doesn't. Because we're expecting Orion to because of the heart condition. Mm, yeah. And I think I there. think what's going to happen is Valentino is going to teach Orion the worth of life. So Orion's not going to be waiting to die. He's going to actually live his life. Right. After this experience with Valentino. The way I just wrote the whole book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's what, exactly what Adam Silvera did. That's like exactly <laughs> what he did. He said, oh, all right. Like, let me move from my computer from selling these NFTs for one second and use my bittersweet touch to tap on this keyboard and write a novel that we could have written in four minutes. Four minutes by Madonna. Just anyway, that's the book. It's coming out October fourth, and I already told you the entire plot. That's how it ends. That's how it begins. But there will be a twist with the twin sister. Don't there will. You, they wouldn't have mentioned a twin sister if there wasn't a, a twist. A twin twist. Come on, it's a prequel. He's running out of ideas. Maybe Orion is <gasps> the twin. No, the triplet. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Orion is. And um, there's incest. Bisexual. So no. <gasps> and. <laughs> Sorry, I keep watching Game of Thrones. <laughs> There's a lot of incest in Game of Thrones. And he, he, Valentino gives, gives hands Hello, Orion. No. Oh, sorry. Hands Orion <laughs> off to Valentina Prince. <laughs> and he's like, here, you can have my sister. And then he dies. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not reading that. No, me either. What I do want to read, though, is we're going to read husband material, aren't we? Yeah, that's a sequel. Oh, that's right. I would like to read that. Next prequel that we're not excited about, <laughs> We Were Liars by E. Oh Lockhart has finally gotten its prequel that it deserves called we Family are of Truthers. Liars. Oh, Family of Liars. We Are Truthers. <laughs> I would like that better. Because, I mean, We Were Liars takes place on Cape Cod, right? Right. We've been it's, there. It's like family trauma <laughs> brought down. It's like the beach. It's the rich people. Listen, we, we've all had some trauma on Cape Cod. So, I guess this is like... I haven't. I had a wonderful time. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't share in my little bit of trauma? I mean, the bugs were a little much. <laughs> we, um... Need to, we need to write a P-Town novel. Because We Were Liars is not a camp. It's not a P-Town novel. It's just, I don't know. It's a, it's a ghost story. It's a, oh, they're, they've all been dead the whole time. So what is the point of a prequel? Well, let me show you. Um, <laughs> show it has a really me. short description. 
I guess they're thinking that We Were Liars speaks for itself. Right. Um, it goes, the prequel to We Were Liars takes readers back to the story of another summer, another generation, and the secrets that will haunt them for decades to come. A windswept private island off the coast of Massachusetts, a hungry ocean churning with secrets and sorrow, a fiery, addicted heiress, an irresistible, <laughs> unpredictable boy, a summer of unforgivable betrayal and terrible mistakes. Welcome back to the Sinclair family. <laughs> they were always liars. <laughs> I'd rather they just become a show. I'd rather just have a TV this run. This reads than... like Gossip Girl. Yeah, exactly like Gossip Girl. Like a rich family built off of lies. I mean... That's like when you started getting to the the, the storylines of the parents in Gossip Girl. Yes, and this is yeah, and they had those like throwback like those backdoor pilots yeah. of like all the parents when they were young or something, and they were gonna do a spinoff, but it just never caught on. Mm-hmm. Um, no, this is just giving E. Lockhart needs more money, and it's not a TV show or a movie, so they just had to go back and do the same exact thing. But don't you feel like the audience for We Were Liars? It's already grown up, and now they're in college and like doing other things, and like are these new kids gonna read We Were Always Liars? Are they were all liars? Or we're a family, family of liars? liars. <laughs> family of pretty little liars? Yeah. No, I don't think anyone's going to read this. Well, it has a 3.7. <laughs> it's already out? No. Oh my god, the first thing that shows up. Prequel to one of the worst books I've ever read. <laughs> Sign me <laughs> I mean, it could be a fun, like, beach read. Because, you know, like, when you're at the beach and you're reading, but you can't really pay attention because it's, like, hot and sandy and, like, you want to, like, look at the sexy boys and stuff. So you're just kind of, like, reading to get by. I would totally read this on the beach. I would. And also, there's something about Cape Cod. It's like, I just don't care about, like, white teenagers killing each other anymore. Or, like, dying. No offense. So, you're feeling about this novel as I feel about Jillian Flynn. Yes! It's like, white teenagers getting, like, like, involved in, like, saucy, like, murders that, like, aren't even that, like, dramatic. That's such a fun 90s thing. Like, go yeah. ro- watch, like, Early look 2000s. what we did last summer. Look at Cruel Intentions. Yeah. Which is actually, like, an iconic movie that I've never seen. But, like, it has, like, Reese Witherspoon and, like, a gay people in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a just, gay people in yeah, it. Yeah, just watch that. I don't know why these books are still being written. And I don't know. I hope hopefully the audience for these one day just gets squashed. Um, I don't even know. Like, I, like, I've said in, I think we talked about Elockhart before, but I've read almost every single one of her books, but I don't think I can stomach reading this book, if I'm going to be honest. Um, another movie and book news. Can we just talk about Ariana being wicked? Okay. So I want to so badly. Okay, go. I am so excited. I heard they're going to do, like, the movie in two parts. Can you imagine? Like the intermission? I guess, but also it's like, when is she releasing an album? Oh. If she's going to be in two movies, that she's going to be filming for like four summers or like two summers in a row, but it's going to take like four years. So that's what you're worried about, not like the actual. No, I'm worried about a lot of things. Storytelling. If <laughs> Bowen is not Bach, Bach. I'm going to be pissed. I feel like it's just there. He should be Freer. <laughs> no, they're dancing through love. Harry Styles has already been contacted about being Fiera. I already know. There's no way. Who's Alphaba? Cynthia Revo. Oh. She is a talent. But in general, I feel like this is this is the definition of, like, a perfect movie musical casting. Because, like, you could look at something like Into the Woods. Mm-hmm. I've never seen it. Me either. I don't want to. It's long. It's really long. Anna Kendrick's funny, but, like, anything with, um, as long as He Who Shall Not Be Named doesn't touch this movie musical, then we're fine. James Gordon. 
I know. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just making sure you know. I was just thinking what, what he would play, the monkey in the cage. The professor turns into a goat. Oh, no. No, that needs to be like, it's going to be Stanley Tucci. <gasps> Which I'm fine. Or it could be that, now call me crazy. Yeah, I am, I'm kind of, I feel okay with James Corden never touching this because I feel like Ariana would shut that down. Yeah, but she also likes James Corden, so she would, she's not shutting anything down. Ariana loves everyone. That's the, I think she's... Cynthia Revo will be putting her foot down. She said, not in my alphabet. My alphabet is not. No, it would be Cynthia. It would not be Ariana. And I'd be like, oh, okay. She would not... She was on his show singing fucking hairspray in the middle of the pandemic for no reason. Like I'm like she you really think went, when she goes on for She Wicked recorded Press? a song with Jimmy Fallon. Like she has <laughs> no she has no boundaries. Like she will do anything that Scooter think, tells her to do. Do you think when she goes on to the James Corden show uh, to promote Wicked, he's gonna be like, So where was Michael? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean I think that the producers are in a room and James Corden's agent <laughs> is outside the door with a fucking axle trying to bang, like, let, like, literally, like, there are people fighting for him to be in this movie, but I want it to be known that Stanley Tucci can do anything. Are we not, reading Wicked? I don't know. I feel like it's not a very enjoyable read. I found it at the thrift store the other day. I didn't get it. Oh my God, you should What? It had green edges. Oh my God. I wouldn't even, I would probably read it if I owned it. And also it's probably such a beautiful book. What was it? $3? You couldn't have put down $3 to buy Wicked? I actually would have looks... gotten it for free. You know, the buy for get the... No, no it was too. a mass market one. So it's one of those tiny books. Do we have anything else to talk about? I mean, you know, I've never seen a Batman movie. That's a lie. Oh, that is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the one with Jim Carrey. That's the only one, though. The Riddler. And, oh, Nicole Kidman. I don't even know how I thought of Jim Carrey before I thought of Nicole Kidman. Ooh, the way she... She's so stunning. Oh, The Goldfinch? Did you read that? That's yes, also I a did. Movie. It's right there. Oh. But it stars Ansel Elgort, so I'm not watching it. Um, anyway, all right. I mean, do you have anything pressing to tell? I'm pregnant. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Too much pregnancy going on. <laughs> it really, I mean, I wish someone else was pregnant, you know. Oh my God, Putin endorsed J.K. Rowling. Oh my God. Like the day after we recorded that episode, too. So yeah. if that just goes to show anything. Evil. Complexity. Like, of all the things coming across his desk, because he seems to be, like, very busy doing a lot of horrible shit, if you have the time to speak on J.K. Rowling and praise her, and also, how sadistic and sight are you? What is J.K. Rowling doing about this? Yeah! <laughs> like, imagine you are the author of the most famous children's series in the world, and your entire legacy has been whittled down to being a transphobic piece of shit. And your biggest, most public supporter is a war despot. A modern war despot. Like, it's actually terrifying. I can't even use the word camp for that. It's just sad. J.K. Rowling, who has drawn backlash for her anti-trans beliefs, hits back at Putin for citing her cancel culture comments. What does she say? <laughs> oh, she hit back. Like, really? She tweeted something? Like, I miss Ariana Grande. But did you know that she's... It's pretty phenomenal. She's pledging to match every donation up to $1.5 million for, like, this, like, mutual trans aid fund. So, like, if you donate money to this thing, it goes to Ariana. Yeah, I thought that was kind of incredible. And what was, not to hate on Demi, because I know we like to do that, Pop Crave tweeted two tweets in a row, like, a minute apart, and it was, like, for Trans Day of Visibility, Demi Lovato, like, FaceTimed, like, a fan or something. Um, And then the tweet after that was, like, Ariana Grande pledges to donate millions upon millions of dollars to trans organizations and I'm like yeah that's Scooter said let's do the press release <laughs> and didn't give a fuck that Demi was gonna actually like look so I don't know embarrassed 
Well. Anyway, that's Pop Culture News with GBF. Um, we'll be back with book reviews. I'm finishing a really good book right now that you have to read. What book is it? A Little Life. Okay. By Hanya something long last name with a K. Okay, bye. Bye, guys. We'll see you. Please review our podcast and read it. And I would love that. So it helps us in the algorithm, whatever. And if we get 15 reviews, <laughs> Robert and I will put on Wicked. <laughs> we, we will, will do. play every single character. The two-woman show of Wicked. <laughs> that was slay. <laughs> we could do the harmonies. Questionable. I mean, I could. Questionable. With yourself? <laughs> yeah. Okay, bye. Bye, guys.